Hey guys, it's me, reporter Kelsey Ray from the Colorado Independent, and welcome back to another episode of the Indie Weekly Podcast. Today we're talking about the Senate hearing of former FBI Director James Comey, and with me to talk about it is longtime political columnist Mike Litwin. Thanks for being here, Mike. For my first ever indie podcast, I'm psyched. Yeah, we're psyched to have you. So I guess my first question is pretty broad. Can you just tell us what just happened? <laughs> I, I would say one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. You had the former FBI director, James Comey, calling his former boss, the President of the United States, a liar and repeatedly calling him a liar. And to me, the most startling thing from the whole hearing, which lasted more than two and a half hours, the most startling thing was that the Republican senators never called him on it, never contradicted him on it. They basically said, yeah, tell us something we don't already know. I mean, Comey has a narrative, right? He's got a narrative in which he says certain things like, you know, Trump said, drop the thing on Flynn. Trump said, you need to own your loyalty. Trump's lawyer just uh, issued a statement contradicting both those things, basically calling Comey a liar. But the Republican senators, most of whom have worked with Comey over the years, not one of them did. It was, I, I can't remember anything quite like it. I mean, it, I, I, I'm old, so I watched the Watergate hearings long ago. And there was plenty of pushback in the Watergate hearings, plenty of plenty of Nixon defenders who pushed back on on all of the stuff that was said about Nixon. Tell us what the Republican senators did do and, and whether you think that was how that compares to what you saw in Watergate. Well, what they try to do, which I mean, which you'd expect is they tried to diminish it. Uh, I saw somebody uh, had the line that um, that. Democrats see this hearing as the House of Cards. The Republicans see it as deep. And, you know, they were they wanted to say, ah, you know, Trump gets carried away sometimes, but this is not really obstruction of justice. And so they, they tried to diminish the seriousness of it. And I think that's what, if you're not going to call Comey a liar— if you're going to agree to the narrative as Comey laid it out there was true, what you have to say is, well, maybe you misinterpreted some of this stuff. Maybe it wasn't as bad as you think it was. Maybe these were just suggestions. Paul Ryan, um, after the hearing, said he thought it was just Trump being new to the job, basically being a novice and not understanding that what he was saying could be interpreted in the way that it was. I don't buy that, but that's what science says. Comey himself didn't say one way or another whether he considered this to be an obstruction of justice, but what do you think this testimony says about that question? Well, I think he laid out the case that he thought everything was there to put together a case of obstruction of justice, but it's not up to him anymore. And he's not going to prejudge it anyway publicly. So it's now up to Robert Mueller, who was Comey's old boss, who's now the special counsel. And uh, he's the one who will take the information into account 
and make a judgment of whether it's obstruction. I mean, there are a couple of things. Most people don't believe you can actually charge a sitting president with anything. So the question of whether it was a criminal act, this whether it's obstruction of justice criminally is one thing. And then the other thing is that is that for the um, Congress to do anything about it, they would have to that to be an impeachment hearing. And anyone who thinks there'd be an impeachment hearing isn't paying attention. I mean, people who think that, you know, this is going to doom Trump in some way, they, they haven't been paying attention to what happens. Republican, Republicans are not yet ready to abandon him, even if they also didn't contradict what Comey said. And tell us a little bit more about that. Why do you think that this is not going to be ground for an impeachment hearing? Well, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, if people who look back at the Watergate stuff, it was more than two years from when the Watergate break-in happened to when Nixon resigned. It was a long, long, long process. You need two-thirds of the Senate to um, convict somebody of impeachment. And... Until the smoking gun tape came up that Nixon was involved in the cover-up, then there weren't two-thirds votes available. Most most senators, Republican senators, stuck with Nixon through it all. Right now, there are 52 Republican senators. You have to get 19 defections. That's that's a lot of Republican senators defecting. And <laughs> Among them, I don't see our own, say, Cory Gardner as one of the defectors. So uh, that, a lot more would have to come out before any of that would be possible, and also a lot more time. This is, you know, if you were to try to impeach a president four months into his presidency, that's basically a coup. And, you know, I don't think that should happen. I, I, I wouldn't say they should impeach Donald Trump now, even though I think he's terrible for America and will be the worst president we've ever had. But still, he was elected, you know, according to the rules of, of, of our Republican democracy. At one point during the hearing, Comey said, I hope there are tapes. Um, do you think it would matter if these conversations were taped, considering that most Republicans are not uh, trying to discredit Comey's narrative? Oh, yeah, it would, it would matter. I mean, if there were actual tapes in which people got to listen to what happened and agreed with Comey that that it was a fair inference that he was basically doing a you know a Godfather thing about making him an offer that he couldn't refuse. If people heard that and that's how it sounded, then he would lose a lot of that stuff. But there's no tapes. I don't believe that. Trump was typing anything, and I'd be highly shocked if that were the case. You write in your column, the lesson to learn here is that if you have anything to hide and what president doesn't, you don't fry your FBI director. These guys know too much. Let's talk about the Russian investigation and where we go from here. Let me go back on reference. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover was, you know, head of the FBI for about several hundred years. <laughs> and uh, lots of people wanted to fire him, particularly Lyndon Johnson. And he was scared to death of Hoover, and that's why he didn't fire him. Where the investigation goes from here, I mean, it's, it's very troubling for 
for Trump that Mueller is the guy who is doing the investigation. He's extremely uh, well thought of by both parties. If he comes back with something that says that Trump did something illegal, that would be a very difficult position for Republicans to be in. So it's a dangerous time. I mean, it's clear this is a dangerous time. But um, where it goes from here depends on how Republican senators and, and congressmen take it. Will they, how far will they go in their investigation if if something comes out, you know, one of the things that came out of the hearing today seemed that Attorney General Jeff Sessions had another undisclosed meeting with uh, the Russians that nobody, at least that nobody in the public, knew about. And be interested to see what that means and how much trouble that leads to. So I'm guessing that. It's probably more troubling than anything we knew about because when Comey brought it up, it was on the basis of why Sessions had to recuse himself. And a lot of us were surprised that there wasn't more behind the recusal. And this this may show something more than we understood. Following this public testimony, they went into an executive session that was not open to the public. Uh Will we ever know? Is there a way to know? And what do we think happened in that executive session? Well, I don't think anything uh, spectacularly important probably happened. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff that they were asking Conway, they've already asked him before and probably probably knew. And uh, But the one thing that may have come out of this was the, um, the session story. And I'm, I don't know, I don't know what the senators knew about that story. And my guess is that that story, whether it's from the executive session or not, that's, that story will leak. I'm big confident that story will leak, particularly since we know now that there is a story and everything in the Trump administration seems to leak. I'm pretty sure that we'll find out more about that story. Sure. You've said before that after decades of being a political columnist, covering Donald Trump is unlike anything you've ever done. Place this Comey hearing in the context of that. <laughs> As I said, no FBI director has ever publicly, or former FBI director, as far as I know, has ever publicly called a president a liar. And, I mean, that's, you know, so that, that I'm pretty sure is unprecedented. And what I, as again, what we said talk about at the beginning and why I, it's just such craziness and I've never seen anything quite like this is that nobody pushed back on it. Not a single senator. They, they tried to diminish it, but not a single senator said, hey, you're calling the president of the United States a liar. You can't do that. You know, why should we believe you over the president of the United States? Nobody said that. Strange times indeed. Yep. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike, for appearing. Anything else you want to uh, add? No, uh, just that uh, I think the idea of the podcast is very cool. <laughs> well, thanks. We're glad We're glad to have you. And uh, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to check out all of Mike's columns at coloradoindependent.com. 
Thanks, and we'll see you next week.